At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Buddy, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. It's December, and we had this great idea of doing all of these Christmas specials, and then uh, 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 TV's Gina Ippolito uh, uh, told us she's moving this week out of her uh, beautiful house. And so, once again, scheduling jumps at us, but once again, we've got an excellent, excellent crossover special that has nothing to do with Christmas, but everything to do with Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. And I'm here for it. <laughs> I am Ray Stacanus. I am Robert Clark Chan. And Robert Clark Chan, do you want to introduce, or should I, our two esteemed and beloved guest hosts on this AE Double Back December crossover spectacular? Uh, well, let me see if I can do it uh, in a way appropriate to uh, AE Double Back. It would go something like this. Uh, we would fade in on somebody saying something like, well, I like putting things up my butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the show would proceed from there. As, uh, my MO is usually just to wait until somebody says something really... terribly embarrassing and then just uh, make Boy. sure that makes it into the show. I feel at yeah. ease. Uh, that sounds nothing like you at all from the chat <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, well, guys, so yes, we are we are joined. Uh, well, let's not introduce them at all. No, we are joined by uh, 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 two fabulous guest stars who have both been on the show before. We mm -hmm. have, of course, Teresa Gumprecht and Calder Hallbrook of hey. the AE Double Back Podcast. Say hello, everybody. Hello. And today, because you know, why would we do a Christmas anything? Why would no. we do a GI Joe finish season one of GI Joe Extreme? Like I'm begging us to do before nope. year's end. None why would we do any of that when we could watch a Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling episode about time travel? I oh, think yeah. you know the answer. T today's oh, yeah. America is not about people getting what they want or think should happen. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what you do get? You get what you need. Mm -hmm. If you I try sometimes. <laughs> Look, uh, I remember seeing this when I was a kid, and I have a very distinct memory of being, I was very, very little, and I was with my mom, and she was talking to some woman at the grocery store. And I overheard my mom say something about how I liked watching wrestling. My brothers would watch and so I, of course, am sitting there watching. And I decided that they don't understand. So I said something along the lines of exactly what you see in the opening of this show, of this cartoon, <laughs> where I said, Mom, he, Hulk Hogan was out on the street and everybody 
Uh, everybody <laughs> came around him mm. like like that's supposed to mean something <laughs> like that means he's so popular and so amazing and strong mm. that the world needs to see him in person mm. run up to him so anyways that was the my impression of hulk hogan as a little wee one I, I had a, a book adaptation of the, the cartoon show. I had some kind of a picture book, uh, like a copy of it. Uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. No, I, I remember vividly that the plot was about a, a, a car race between all the wrestlers. And I just remember Nikolai Volkov, of course, uh, you know, going a little bit outside the lines of conventional car racing etiquette. They should have done a Wacky Races with those guys. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. You know, they're yeah, rebooting me. everything else right now. Why not Why reboot not? Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, keeping Brad Garrett as Hulk Hogan <laughs> and yeah. do it as Good. a wacky races style show? I'm here for it. Good lord, was was uh is Brad Garrett who we were hearing today? Oh yes. Uh, that oh, is my. correct. Wow. It was a lot of ever roles. It was a lot of familiar voices. Yes, uh, you'll see uh, uh, most notably uh, for fans of uh, Knowing Us at the Podcast, uh, Neil Ross, who uh, came to Chan's living room to talk to us, uh, a voice of Shipwreck, uh, among others. Uh, he is a huge voice back then, does the voice of Mean Gene Okerlund. Mm. And, and, I, and also, I'll say it again, the voice of the Whammies on <laughs> TV's Press Your Luck. And I can't wow. not hear it now wow. that I know that. Oh it's shipwreck. Wow. Shipwreck is the whammies. Good Holy Lord. f, you guys! That's Good why God. I like the whammies so That's much. Very exciting. <laughs> do Do you think that 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 wrestlers and wrestling personalities of the '80s were maybe a little bit peeved that they were denied the opportunity to voice themselves? I thought that myself because I was like, you know, that they didn't get paid even for their likeness. No, 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 no. We can talk about this because we get some live action spots here. And uh, if any That's of true. those wrestlers were actually doing voiceover work here, this thing would have been an even more unmanageable, unlistenable mess than it currently is. It's very possible. Rowdy Roddy doesn't do great in those skits. Oh, my God. I love yep. him, but it's such a shit they, show. Yeah, they lean on him very heavily, and uh, I feel like he probably had a good afternoon doing whatever that was but yeah andre the giant did a uh live action version of ernie you know bert and ernie when they were fishing ernie does the whole air fishy 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 and then fish jumps into his boat i i don't i don't know how to describe how devastating to the serenity of the fishing experience it is to have and Andre the Giant in in uh, uh, PE clothes appear from behind you. <laughs> yeah, were we supposed to recognize who that guy was? He just seemed like some rando who was I, just honestly, out fishing. I thought it was Scott Bakula at first. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got so, closer. I'm like, okay, it's probably not him. So, so uh, let's just start at the beginning, and we'll tear our way through each of these two half episodes. Uh, the right. first one being the Duke of Piperton, a show <laughs> featuring the bad guys and no good guys of this uh, particular program. 
Uh, but yes, the opening theme song, I'll be honest, Chan, do you have a little bit of it queued up? Because gotcha. it's, it still gets me a little bit pumped up. I'm not going to lie. Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan just walking down the street being yeah. joined by thousands. I think somebody hands him like a flag at some point and he shoves it up a communist ass. Like it's Ooh. crazy. It's crazy. This intro. It's yeah. great. It's I great. The, I, I'm ready to punch somebody right now. I, I think, mean, uh, uh, like, over the course of the whole episode, that might be all the rock we get. That is correct. I think so. Yeah. But, I mean, you can see how compelling it is to win over the minds of children. It got me. That was the job, and it succeeded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there uh, is currently a, a, a kid's WWE show, I believe, with, like, little versions of current wrestlers oh, seriously? never watched it uh well little what's difficult for children is they don't understand why all their favorite wrestlers keep getting cut <laughs> oh yeah yeah well the, the the kids from broken homes do get it <laughs> Fair point. foster kids are like yeah i've been there <laughs> so uh moving on we have uh, uh, this fishing scene where and, and I, I didn't even place it as the burton ernie scene but you're exactly right mm. uh, uh Teresa, because it's a guy fishing and he can't catch anything so andre the effing giant just <laughs> walks over and could you understand anything he said at all i had a bit. lot of trouble a little bit yeah, yeah, he's like, how's the fishing today? <laughs> um, it's a uh, uh, it's a good spot. You can catch lots of fish. Uh, you're doing it wrong. Let me show you how to catch a fish. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he says, I want some fish. Yeah, and then <laughs> he said, I fish. want some fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone it threw it, but they the- lowballed him. They threw it low. <laughs> he was a little still, surprised. Hey, he still caught it. Those so are reflexes bad. right there. Wait, now, who, 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 am I, who am I throwing the fish to? Andre, the regular size guy? Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. The person who threw it was like, oh, I'm sorry, my trajectory is off. And all I didn't realize you'd Andre, be tall. He's all like, I'm not going to do this again, so. Yeah, he's like, you're not move on. one take guy. And, and you can see, you can sort of peer into the tragedy of Andre the Giant's life because you know that he would need easily a hundred of those fish to be even mildly sated. <laughs> yeah, if you watch his documentary, yeah, he had to eat and drink a lot. You know, people don't appreciate the large amount of alcohol it takes to be Andre the Giant. Yeah. <laughs> less and less uh, now, of course. You can't get blackout drunk like a regular person. No. Yeah. It takes kegs of wine. You kegs. Know it, takes? it takes caring. That's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you gotta care about what you're doing. It takes a village to <laughs> get Andre the Giant drunk. That's fair. Uh, so we, we go so, yeah. into the, the cartoon portion of our show and we're at the post office because, of course, that's where you start the wrestling show with mm-hmm. Rowdy Roddy Piper at the post office complaining. Why? Because he has to go to the post office to retrieve a letter that they wouldn't deliver to his house. He argues that it's probably lots of fan mail and it's too heavy for the postman to carry. And I'll be honest, I appreciate his line of thinking. Yeah. I appreciate a good, healthy ego like that. That man's doing okay. I respect It's that. very classic 80s bad guy ego. Now, I, I really have to take exception with the uh, the vocal characterization that is given to uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, boy, we're about to have words. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he, he comes across like the, the preening, I get, I get, I mean, I get, I get what Roddy's character was, I guess, 
but I feel like he wasn't like that much of a snidely whiplash, like like really <laughs> mincing preening kind of a villain. I feel like it was that was not him. Uh, I would say preening doesn't apply, but definitely a full of himself, you know, cocky, kilt-wearing D-bag. I feel like they hit the right notes, mm-hmm. generally speaking. I mean, yes, of course, the voice actor sounds nothing like Rowdy Roddy Piper, even a little bit, but mm. somehow that makes it better. <laughs> I, I I took issue with the fact that uh, it was almost a James Kirk-type uh, delivery. There was a lot of post is for no reason, and uh, <laughs> other other than that, like yeah, of, of course it's not going to sound. I mean, the yeah, I don't know. Now I need to have this bit explained to me because I'm very dumb. Uh, they he, so he asked Nikolai Volkov to put up uh, his picture around the post office because they're advertising a new wrestling match going into town. Yes. And then some lady turns and says, that's the guy from the wanted poster. Yes. Am I to put two and two together that she saw the ad for the wrestling show, yes. but it was in a post office mm-hmm. ergo. It must be a wanted poster. Yes. Ergo. She chases him out of the post office. Yeah. Am I putting this. They don't really do. They don't really explain. This is a thinker. They don't really explain the bit. I want to make sure I got it. Well, right. if there's anything that uh, rock and wrestling has for its audience, it is the respect of trusting them to come up with the answers on their own. It's it's a show of ambiguities. It's a show of grays. <laughs> it's a show of nuance, really. That's what I get out of. Out of it's Hulk a show Hogan's full of wrestling. jokes for eight-year-olds. And Ray, that you did not immediately get what that gag was, is... Oh sure. oh sure yeah let's make fun of ray for not getting something like that's not the central <laughs> theme of knowing is half the podcast i just want to make sure that fans of the show know that they will we will continue on with uh our running bits uh during this guest time they this will, period of they gina will not in again. fact <laughs> in fact gina is still mad at me even though she's not here <laughs> to keep that bit going <laughs> let's just assume uh yeah, it was also funny about that though is that there it's another nod to something that does not exist anymore. The fact that people congregated at the post office so much <laughs> oh, that man. it's a good place to disseminate information and like <laughs> advertise stuff and whatever, <laughs> you know, and nowadays that would never be the case even though we still obviously go to the post office but not I'm like pretty sure there was no point at which you were allowed to post posters of upcoming matches in the post office just for freezies. Know. Well, okay. that's only because the post office had their own promotion and they didn't. Thank you. you know, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The PWF was pretty big deal in the 80s. <laughs> it's, t- it's tough because like everybody's battling for the right to use the gimmick of the, the, the mailman. And then after that, it's like, you know, no one knew what you could be. Yeah, it was really like- unfortunate. Yeah, I tried to go. I tried to actually join PWF and say I'm the sorter, and they just they just did not. They were not having it. They were right. not interested. In you, my well, that, you were carrying around a sword, and so like the two levels. I know was too look, much for them. Much like any logo of knowing it's half the podcast, I mixed mm-hmm. too many metaphors. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what uh- you get when you put me on as a design head. <laughs> That's tough. It's tough. We're going to keep every bit going with this crossover, <laughs> whether the AE double back audience understands them or not. <laughs> 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 
So Roddy Piper is a Scottish Duke. That's what we learn here. Yes. He's he, he's going to inherit a castle. Not yet. Not yet. Not well, yet. They don't tell us not yet yet. They just say, yeah. come to get your castle. Yeah. Roddy Piper. A Duke now. And yeah. so he goes. But when he gets there, his distant cousin Ronnie mm. made a claim on it. And so in order to win... There's a battle, a joust battle. A joust, a, a jousting tournament between Ronnie and Roddy Piper, distant cousins for the castle. I have a feeling this show took a left turn somewhere uh, <laughs> before this, or maybe this this is par for the course. But, I guess based on what we've seen before, uh, I should know better. But wait, uh, question, because Rowdy Roddy Piper said, I'll cream him and really... It was like a separated phrase. I'll cream him. So did he ever say that in real life? Was that like one of his gimmicks? I do not believe so. Okay. I mean, there's, he must have said it at some point. <laughs> that is a pretty standard 80s okay. thing for a, a, an arrogant villain of wrestling to say. Yeah. I'll cream that guy. I would be hard pressed to say he didn't say it at any point. I'll cream him. Yeah. yeah that's good. It's a good line read is what I call that. That is, I'll, I'll cream him. See, and that's what you get when you go with the voice actor, the tried and true mm. voice actor, as opposed to hiring a celebrity. Fuck celebrity voices. I'm so over it. Mm-hmm. Just imagine, if you will, a much more horrible world in which uh, the rock and wrestling Rowdy Roddy Piper was played by, uh, uh, what's his name, that's Garfield now. Lorenzo De- Oh, wait. <laughs> you know who I mean? Pratt? Chris Who's Pratt, Garfield? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Chris Pratt's Garfield? I thought it was Sonic. Was he? Is he Garfield? He said he's multiple things now. He's taking all of the cartoon roles. Wow. Actually, I did. I did make. I did make somebody really angry at work today because <laughs> I was playing a little Mario video that I, they were suggesting to me, and the voice came over from this N sixty four era, a Super Mario Sunshine video he wanted me to see. And Mario says, it's me, Mario. And I turn to him and I go, man, Chris Pratt was amazing in this. <laughs> and, and he got he got visibly angry at me. And I'd like to say, great job, me. <laughs> you know, yeah, Good you're story. really, really doing a good job at uh, b- bonding with your fellow man. They, they tell me that you're not supposed to be a heel at work. But I disagree. <laughs> How else do you get heat in this building? <laughs> it, it's been very cold in L.A. lately, so you're doing you. a service. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So we do this joust, and they, of course they're cheating. They're the bad guys. And so they give him a magnetic lance and an oil oh, gauntlet, else? which he sprays in his own face. Now, this magnetic lance is supposed to, like, you press the button, and then the magnet goes off, and it sticks to the armor of your enemy, thus making sure you connect, making sure you win. But he presses the button, and it turns out instead it has a rocket booster in the <laughs> hilt, which blows him square off the horse, but somehow doesn't lose him the match. I'm, not immediately. I'm, I'm, not, I'm a little confused because they didn't say it was a best of three. They ju- He was doing the match, and then he flew off his horse. But I think I assumed the match was are, over, but I was wrong. I think Jousts often are two out of three, aren't they? I didn't think so. I thought it was until somebody gets a hole in their gut. Uh, until they die. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I believe there is a rocket clause in the uh, <laughs> ancient tradition of jousting. Okay. 
What, what are you guys asking Rocket Claws to give you this year? I'm asking for, <laughs> for Rockets. I That's for all Lance, he gives me, so. You know, I'm asking for Claws. Oh, can we talk about the 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 no, the, 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 gonna, the that no. that Scotland is frozen in time? Apparently, is it? Yeah, but talk like, about it. Yeah, like like in this episode, it's clearly a medieval Scotland. Like, the, oh yeah, here's was something that I thought was weird too. So the lawyer, <laughs> right? The lawyer then is overseeing this joust. Okay, but yeah. wearing a crown and royal robes. Like that was what the weird. Fuck? That was bizarre. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. The lawyer who lawyer, shows up at the castle. The lawyer shows up at the castle. He goes, I'm overseeing the, the proper transfer of the deed, etc." And then when they show up, he's like, he's running the joust. Where, yeah, wearing like a robe and a, he was basically looking like the king. Yeah. And it was a very, con- very confusing time for Ray. Well, you know, you know how in in England when you go to court, you no. they, they have the the, the powdered the wigs. wigs and all, and yeah. and in Scotland you wear a king outfit. Yeah. All right, you dummies! The lawyer is a different person from the king. Are you they sure? Both have he... a monocle. They both have a mustache. No, that's the same guy. What are you talking about? That no, is the same guy. The lawyer. Chan, make a graphic of uh, pictures the... of both. Yeah. Put it to the people. Is this the same goddamn person? Yes, no, or Ray is still somehow wrong. <laughs> uh, and 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 in keeping with uh, with show uh, tradition, these are uh, like lengthy, unwieldy hashtags as well. Oh yeah, that was a hashtag I just said. Yeah, <laughs> the well, whole thing, one giant hashtag. It would also be I that is wrong because I also thought the lawyer. Thank you. Look, is a, is doing the whole thing. It's his voice and everything. Look, you can say I'm wrong all day, but nobody's going to tell Teresa she's wrong. So yeah. I'm right by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to tell me I'm wrong, you have to send a certified letter to yeah. my door. She, no, it's you're going to have to pick it up from the post office. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. That's like, true. Has to be notarized and certified and delivered <laughs> by hand to my door. I don't. So, I don't think so. The go ahead and try it. Pretty sure you have to go stand in line. Uh, and are you telling me I'm wrong? You better fucking know. Oh, that. No. Oh, <laughs> no. oh no! Here it is. How did we get cut? Uh, no. Me too. I don't understand. Guys, this is the part of the episode where it lost me, and I know that's a crazy thing to say, but they give him a second chance to win, and and the Iron Sheik, I believe, screws him into the saddle with a power drill, yeah. and I'm like, all right, that makes a lot of sense. His pants are screwed on; he can't fall off, and then he goes to do the goes to do the joust and for inexplicable reasons presses the button on the rocket lance again and it flies away again mm-hmm. and i'm just you know what that button does roddy piper why would you press it a second time knowing full well it's not going to do the magnet thing you were promised uh you know fool me once uh, shame on me fool me you'll never no. be fooled again i believe <laughs> okay george president. bush I honestly shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, That's how that goes. Nikolai Volkov (laughs) should have deactivated the rockets, seeing that it didn't function properly (laughs) and properly added Mm -hmm. the magnetic guidance. Sputnik all over again. Uh, Except Sputnik worked. I mean, well, to be like, fair, so did the rocket. It's just not what it was intended purpose. I, I, I guess I would argue that I'm not sure that Sputnik itself worked exactly. The 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 launching like uh, systems that got it up there definitely did. But once it was up there, I don't think it did anything. 
Yeah, thank you. It was, it was just kind a of potato. In, it was a potato in space, y'all. Thank you. Thank Good job you. Was to get it up there. What else do you want from a goddamn satellite during the uh, space race? I mean, well, if it can't send me episodes of Dream On, then I don't know what you know. <laughs> Look, we're all Brian oh. Ben Ben fans oh. here. This is a safe place. I forgot that show existed. Oh, oh my god. Man. The show that taught you they could have nudity on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. To be fair, with Dream On, and this is what's great about Dream On, <laughs> is the fact he was a very mediocre looking white dude, and he would just have the hottest women, different ones every single episode of the show and then when he'd be like getting ready to go for it they'd show like an old clip of like a 1950s show of like william frawley getting slapped like it was this is the this is the entertainment i grew up on Ah, there we go (laughs) he paved the way for seinfeld (laughs) or seinfeld paved the way for him or scrubs Mm, which came first the dream on or the seinfeld Honestly, we could look it up, but I am not interested in that. I'm not interested at all. You know, I am interested in who won the joust. It was Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie wins, and then they finally cut over. Yeah, why? Because Roddy Piper rips himself out of his pants armor and and then runs away. So I guess this time it counts. I don't know what's. I don't know the rules to this. They didn't really make anything clear to me. This is rock and wrestling. This is madness. This is chaos. You're not expected to understand rules. But anyway, they cut over to Ronnie and immediately sh- she mm, is wearing like a bright white suit with like light purple. These are like my little pony colors and immediately I'm like, "Oh, I get it. It's a girl." That's well, that's the, the thing, joke, is, isn't it? This is what's so funny, right? Cuz it's funny. Uh, they were like, um, well, no, no, no harm losing to the, like a guy, a guy's guy. He's so good. Da, da, da. And then he finds a woman. And I was like, oh, so much shame, 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 shame. Go <laughs> kill yourself. So much shame. A woman. I might make the argument that this cartoon is slightly misogynist. Would you? <laughs> I would. I'm go, I'm willing to take that step. I am. You know what? I think you have enough evidence to go to court on this. <laughs> uh, but you have to take. You, you, you have to plead that case before the the king lawyer, though. <laughs> uh, the yeah. fact that this is only the first time we get some uh, some pretty gross misogyny uh, should back up your claim that yes, maybe things were a little bit different back in 1985. A little bit. Um, Roddy and Mean Gene Okerlund had a little sketch too. Okay, this sketch right here. So there he's in the gym, uh, or you know what we're to approximate is a gym, and he's just walking around. Mean Gene's trying to interview him, and Roddy Piper says, "I need to play these bagpipes to inspire." the the people but he is so scattered and so high on cocaine in this and so has no idea the through line of what's going on you're skipping over the one in the locker room yeah where he's talking about his fans he's got so many fans and someone's like your fans are here he's like see i got so many fans i gotta talk to them and then it's actual fans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. love that joke yeah yeah i'm gonna say this um one of the things we talk about often on AE Double Back is sort of that uh, uh, WWE thing where they script all the promos and then that's uh, sort of old school mentality of like you just give the wrestler like a, a, a broad over, overview of you know what you want them to say. Uh, you know, like 
you're mad at him because you know he punched your brother go yeah and then they'll cut a promo uh sort of on the fly rather than all scripted out and people long for those days where you know you just let them talk but this here is so (laughs) clearly okay the joke is uh uh you're going to talk about your fans and how you know all these ring rats want to suck your dick and uh do it for a minute and <laughs> yeah. the, just the nonsense that comes out of his mouth because this should have been like a you know a 10 seconds. second reveal yeah. this you know. is uh Thank this is you. a popsicle stick length joke yeah it is yeah. it is uh it, it entire popsicle log cabin so, uh, yeah chen is it so funny that you said what you just said because here's my exact note on it right <laughs> they gave roddy piper a, they said we have a full minute to fill here. This is literally what I wrote. They have a full minute to fill here, and Roddy Piper had enough material for ten seconds that, in his mind, was going to last a minute. So he does his initial premise, and then has fifty seconds of just flailing about to fill the time until we're actually done. It's it's one of those deals where you go to give a speech. And you have, you know, a minute and a half prepared, but you have to fill 10 minutes for the speech. So you just start riffing. The problem that I've noticed <laughs> is Roddy Piper is not very good at it. Not very and good at all. I take nothing you. away from Roddy Roddy Piper. He was one of the best ever on the stick. Absolutely. I feel like in this circumstance, it wasn't, they didn't uh, uh, give him the room to. They're like, There's this a- is for children, and his brain just, like, melted. He's like, I, I don't know what to say. No, I, <laughs> I, I feel like it's possible that the the uh, wrestlers that they did bring in might not have had the utmost respect for, like, what they would be asked to do in this exact context. The thing I would only <laughs> say is, you may remember, Roddy Piper didn't start taking improv classes till like, what, 2010? That's so, right. That's right. I'm just going to put it out there. He did not. Look, and he's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. This is not his wheelhouse. This is not his jam. And it shows. <laughs> All right. And then we get to the bagpipes bit. The bagpipes with- bit. I jumped the gun on this. You're right. I had fans written here right next to ha ha. it's really good Uh, uh, go tell me about this bagpipes bit because i've already talked about it enough well so he's uh there's all these people working out and he's like get coaching them sort of you know they're like the young kids and then he's like you know it really gets people going and he pulls out these bagpipes clearly doesn't know how to play (laughs) does not does not at Uh, all uh, and then they just know. pipe. They he just... knows how to play the bagpipes. Well, he does it in this sequence. He really fucks it up. But like the thing falls out of his mouth. And while they had already cued the music. That's um, right. Just like, you know, general bagpipe music. Uh, so whatever. So bagpipe music plays and everyone's like, <laughs> put finger in their ear, like not working out at all so i guess it only motivates the scottish (laughs) seeing roddy piper in this particular scene where they cue the music he realizes the music is cute and tries to shove the thing into his mouth to do his best to accommodate the music (laughs) and then yeah it like falls out and he's like fuck it (laughs) 
uh, it I reminds like- me of when I saw They Might Be Giants playing on some like cable channel like show and halfway through the song they were clearly lip syncing they just broke all the strings on their guitars and just kept going (laughs) as if nothing was wrong and i will never forget that moment as a kid because i was like that leonardo dicaprio meme being like hey (laughs) and just pointing at my tv that's not right (laughs) did that really happen that absolutely happened. I remember it vividly That's on, I funny. believe, some MTV afternoon show or some, something. Some kind of cable TV-like show. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I could 100% buy that uh, somebody thought up this gimmick, which, like, I, I barely understood the conceit of this <laughs> yeah, piece. That's tough. Yeah. That he was motivating them somehow because he was like, something about equal rights and, oh, and look how hard she works. And I, I, I was trying to track it, um, but I feel like someone got fake bad pipes and handed it to Roddy. I'm like, I'm not doing this bullshit. I fucking know how to play the bagpipes. You're giving me this fucking fake ass toy. So when they started playing the music, like, yeah, look at me playing this fucking bagpipes. And and they're they're patterned after the wrong uh, cl- uh, clan's tartan. So you know that's really the most upsetting thing about Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling, right? There. <laughs> well, look, I think they were real bagpipes only because how many fucking fake bagpipes are you able to find in the world? None. Well, you know, like you can go right down to your favorite novelty shop and find <laughs> uh, a gag generic set of Scottish costume. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In easily. the in the section of like uh, costumes, no one's allowed yeah, you, to get you, anymore. Yeah, you you get one what looks like real bagpipes, but it just makes fart noises. <laughs> oh, I'd buy well, that. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, I'm sorry. These are not fake bagpipes. These are real bagpipes with an imitation horn. And uh, how much do you think it costs to buy some Gibson bagpipes? Well, if you were to put a number on it, I'd say a thousand dollars. Oh, thousand yeah, yeah. dollars easily. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say maybe two. more. Yeah, I'll say I'll say eight. I'll split the difference. One dollar. It is a uh, one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars wow. in stock. Wow. Uh, how that- do you make? Oh, here we go. Here's uh, uh oh, this guy looks familiar. That's Adam uh, Pereira from uh, G4 on a video about how to make trash bag bagpipes. So what? that's that. And the third thing that comes up is are bagpipes illegal? Whoa. Oh my God, that's funny. Uh, because the playing of the bagpipe was banned in Scotland after the uprising of 1745. They were classified as an instrument of war by the loyalist government. That's right. You listen to this. You weren't expecting bagpipe history on okay. this crossover episode, but you got it. If we're going to talk about bagpipes, though, I do have a bagpipe story. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, please. I, I don't know I if there's up, time for this. I grew up in Idaho, and for some fucking reason, there's like a Scot- a lot of Scottish people. I don't know why. But every year they do this thing in the park, like they'll have bagpipes, whatever. And um, one year, my my dad, you know, he's a doctor and he was always on call. So he was never rested ever. It's a long story. It doesn't matter. But the point is, uh, it was like around midnight or 1 a.m. And these (laughs) people were drunk and they were playing their bagpipes all along the uh, beach which was in front of our house so my dad loses his shit and runs out there now what he didn't know was my brother Andrew snuck out to hang out with his buddy Danny to do nothing because they were kids um, 
but they were on the beach. And so they hid behind the seawall um, and saw my dad. So my brother loved to tell the story because my dad lost his fucking mind and um, was like, if you come around, Rachel, Rachel, around here, Rachel, Rachel, I'm going to throw your bagpipes in the lake, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. And so um, they never did that again, but uh, it's just funny. I, I don't know. Is that a funny story? It's funny to me because it involves my dad, but I guess that's Well, it involves bagpipes being thrown in a lake, so I'll call it GD hilarious. There you mm-hmm. go. It works for me. And that is the, uh, here's the deal. That is the end of Duke of Piperton. Like, that is, it was very anticlimactic there at the end. It Sorry, wasn't... that's my fault. <laughs> no, I, uh, wow. no, I don't mean your story. I mean the episode itself. It literally ends on a on a girls are inferior joke and that is the joke. And I don't, I don't think that's okay. Probably not even for 1985 to be quite honest with you. No, Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's anticlimactic about having my position in the power dynamic affirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Calder, you're correct there. A lot of people agree. Wow. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with Robin Hulk right after this. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. She's terrible. She's great. You're being too easy on her, Hulk. I like things to be easy. Like 10-10-220. Exactly. I know 10-10-220 is cheap, but it's easy too. Yeah, there's no signing up. You just pick up the phone and dial it. And all calls up to 20 minutes are 99 cents. Easy and cheap. I'll have to try it. Thank you. I told you she was great. You should switch to decaf. <laughs> dial 10-10-220. Now back to G.I. Joe. Anyway, episode a re- real two. commercial. Oh, Hold my on. God. I, th- I thought no. you really were going to put a commercial. No, here's a, here's a fun thing. I can literally count on one hand the number of times Ray has remembered to do one of those uh, cl- commercial transitions. I knew you're going to go. Every time it that. happens, mm. it, it makes can me. Can I tell feel- you? 
I did it for an episode and then like I didn't edit it for like a week later. And so we put the episode out and then I get Delvin Cox, one of my favorite people in the world who listens to every episode. He's just like, did Ray just throw it to commercial? And there was no commercial. And then there was the commercial five minutes later. <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is I did do that. And I will probably do it again. Look, I wonder if that was that, that happens on network television all the time. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever was one of the times where I was like talking shit about you immediately after you do that. Oh, that'd be we're, amazing. You're like, and we'll be back after this. Wait a minute, are you really? Are we really going to? Is this supposed to be a commercial? Like, that's uh, often what I will say. Uh, you did, to be fair, because I anticipated us having to do Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling again for this show. <laughs> I have downloaded to my computer right now a nine-minute supercut. Of all Hulk Hogan commercials. Wow. So I could pull them for commercial breaks uh, uh, to eternity at this point. You know, like you don't want that to be found on your computer if like the feds go in there. Like this guy, oh boy, this guy has got like Uh, literally minutes of Hulk Hogan commercials. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of sicko has that on his computer? (laughs) Ding, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> that's that, that, that's them sending a telegraph to Washington. Yes, uh, global emergency. <laughs> yes, we've declared. We've we saw his picture up at the post office. We know he's wanted. Oh my uh, god! This next episode is fun, though. Robin Hulk. Now, honestly, at first when I saw that it was Roddy Piper in a castle, I thought that was going to be the time travel episode. And it turns out, no, it was the second episode. Robin Hulk uh, with the Captain Lou Albano. Yes. And uh, really ahead of its time, the man put a uh, his cousin put a breathalyzer unit on his doorbell, which I think like that science we could probably need at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What if uh, DUIs got so crazy that they made you breathalyzed to get in and out of your house? See, that's the real talk right there. I think we as a society need this. <laughs> now, have you ever? Now, this is a question I have. Have you were you when we were in school? Mm-hmm. This is not a thing that older people do. Okay. But did, did you ever be like at a drinking party in like college? And somebody had a, a breathalyzer so you could just like see how drunk you were just at the party for fun. Is that a thing that only white people in Ohio did? I mm. never had that experience. No, uh, I, I, I have been breathalyzed in, in real conditions. I've had. Well, that's regrettable. There, uh, there was a bar that had a bunch of breathalyzer things. Which I, just, I thought was a great idea for a bar. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like you could like, oh, I feel kind of wasted. I'm going to check this and then log the results so I can compare to other times I felt wasted. <laughs> I, don't, I think there's value there, but I'm not sure what it is. Captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> Today I am 0.48. Uh, star alcohol content, 5.5. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Now, wouldn't it be great, though, if, like, you had to do a breathalyzer to send a text message, especially, like, a long time ago? So, therefore, Uh, when you were receiving a text message, you could see right there on the text how drunk the person sending it was. Ray's dipping dipping into his type five here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just asking the question. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm just asking. Guys, I'm just asking questions. questions. Send money to my MRA Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we've got Captain Lou, Hulk Hogan, and Wendy. We've got Junkyard Dog, which I love how when they first mention him in this 
uh, beginning of this cartoon, they say JYD. And I'm like, mm. fucking cool. Like, we're just supposed to know that. I love how much they just believe these kids are super into their show. Uh, if there was a if there was a boy between like six and 15 <laughs> at that time who did not know who JYD was, I'm sorry that uh, they were in another country Thank or you. they're made up. I know Junkyard Dog was huge. I mean uh, the, I, the, the 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 national census did have a, a question about Junkyard Dog slash JYD every year through the eighties. It's still on the citizenship test. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I would actually important. make the argument that if you don't know who JYD is, you're obviously not cool enough to watch Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling in the first place. You can't and I will sit at you. You can't or, sit at our lunch table. You know, I, 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 the United States. We've been trying to make uh, uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling more inclusive for years and years, and you're just eradicating all I'm that fighting progress. fighting against it. I am fighting against it, Calder. <laughs> now, one of the things about Captain Lou's character design that I do not remember, did he have giant rings through his face? Oh, because, they're rubber bands. Yeah, but, yeah, but it the goes through his, on his beard. But it's not his beard. It's going through his cheekbone. Like it is literally in his face, hanging down as a hoop, as is also the case of his inventor cousin. They share a character design. And it was really, at first I thought I must be seeing this wrong because he would have an earring or he would have a rubber band in his beard, as I remember it from the great uh, Super Mario show. Well, but well he's got uh, one in his on his face. I'm sure you remember that in the late 80s, Captain Lou Albano was one of the Cenobites in Hellraiser. Okay, that's where I was going with it, uh, Chan. Calder. Wow. (laughs) You can't have two C names on the same episode without me screwing it up, guys. Change one of your names is what I'm trying to say. Oops. uh, uh, I am sending you a picture right now. I accidentally sent you the link to the Zencaster again. I'm going to try again. I'm going to send this picture. And you will see I that I think it's supposed to be his earlobes. He has uh, a face piercing <gasps> that he hung rubber bands through. So it was oh both of the things. Oh, that my God. Been, that could have been something that they would remove from the character design in, in order to fit within their uh, you know meager budget. All right. If you look at the cartoon, though, if you look at a closer Jesus. image, it... In the cartoon, it's not hanging off his face. It's hanging off of an earring that he has. Going through his face. No, it's just like the rubber Uh, band happens to... Nope, I'm looking at this picture, and there is indeed a face piercing on his... uh, uh, Underneath his eye. It's creepy. In real life or in the cartoon? In the cartoon. I'm looking at the cartoon. I mean, I'm going to send is, another screenshot because that's the kind of podcast this has become. Apparently, I'm if you, you know one. anything about underground wrestling of the 1980s and everyone on this podcast does, <laughs> you know that if you have a facial a ring like that, that thing would have been ripped out in a match eight times a week. Like you don't do that because you're keeping it. I mean, like, it, it's horrifying to think of what that ring must have gone through. I am upset now for Captain Lou Albano. I mean, that that ring has seen things. It has done things. I'm done, sure he didn't things. do that until uh, he was already fully a manager and, like, not doing uh, in-ring stuff. I mean, even in day-to-day life, that feels like that's going to get yanked, like, multiple times a day. It's just crazy, man. 
This show's crazy. Lou, you crazy. <laughs> no, um, this cartoon. <laughs> so Captain Lou's cousin or brother, who, who cares? Uh, Major Major Frank Franco Albano. Can, what is his military status exactly? He's a major. He's a, I he's feel a major like Major Albano. He, he may have been the uh, dictator of Spain and uh, escaped to America. Uh, downgraded himself from general to major. That'll just throw the heat off. Yeah, throw the suspicion off. And I mean, yeah, this, this guy, uh, he, you know, he, it's it's Eichmann, but he says he's uh, only a, cur- a cur- Colonel Eichmann, so it's not the same Eichmann. No, he says his name is Ike, man. Eichmann. Oh. And he introduces to our heroes. He's built a time machine. At yes. which point, big dumbass Hulk Hogan tries to step inside of it, trips flies hits his head and then yanks the, the the lever to turn on the time machine all in about a one second period of time yeah. because he could be the dumbest man alive waking up in sherwood forest with our heroes uh jyd and andre the giant playing i don't know robin hood people i don't yeah friar andre, andre friar dog no, no, little Andre, little Andre, Andre like little John, and Friar made Wendy and Brother Lou. It's just yep. too perfect. The 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 uh, the parallels there, and the Sheik and of Nottingham. Who can forget the Sheik of Nottingham? Now, honestly, I wasn't on board for a lot in this episode, <laughs> but I am on board for a remounting of Robin Hood, starring the Iron Sheik <laughs> as the Sheriff of Nottingham. I think that that one they got right. Yeah, I agree. You know what? Yeah. I just I could just picture it like, you know, you have, you know, whoever's playing Robin Hood and then it's just like slow zooms into the sheik and he just says, fuck the Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm here for that. I'm here for that content. You know, I'm won over by that point of view. <laughs> These merry wrestlers, they go after the sheik because the sheik kidnaps Wendy or says something about kidnapping Wendy, but well, hasn't he, done he, it yet. Yeah, he wants to marry her, and so uh, she's like, no, I'm not doing that. And so he's like, I'm going to tax you, and uh, the way taxes work in this world is he just robs them. Yeah, and then <laughs> they, say, shit. they say, ye old junk bone will stop him, and then Luz shoots eggs from his rubber bands. Uh, that was a gag. Okay, we got to talk about both of these things, because it's a bow that shoots junk. Which does not make sense. Even if you're you're trying to make a thing out of junkyard dog, the junkyard dog never had junk. He didn't bring junk. He was as mean as a dog who lives in the junkyard. Uh, but so that it's, junkyard, like, you know, it's an image thing. Like in your mind, it's conjured a junkyard. You know, so they, therefore. They, they they did their absolute best for the whole first story, and you know, and and, and you know, you ask of them two two stories of absolute gold and rock solid logic. That is unreasonable. <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of happy that it took halfway through the second episode to finally lose Chan. I'm yeah. really like, you made it this far, Chan. That's actually more than I thought you would do. The second thing, and to be clear, it lost me with the piano in the theme song. So it's not like <laughs> that's the best part of the show. show. How dare you? Wow. Uh, uh, Albano's shooting eggs, even yes. though just a few lines earlier, uh, uh, made Wendy was like, don't eat that corn. Don't eat all that corn. That's all the food we have. Oh boy. So either, 
uh, she's lying or they don't understand that eggs are food. They're no, vegan. I, I thought that like she was like, don't don't eat the the corn the corn like that like that's all of that that we have. I didn't think that that was all their food. I thought that was like all they had for the chickens. So that's like, all or... they all the corn they had, and they were gonna have a big corn dinner later. <laughs> <laughs> I would go counterpoint. What if the eggs are rotten? Could not be used as food, Ooh. but excellent as projectiles. Stanky. Eggs. Were they saving them? Yeah, yeah, you save them for when the sheriff, uh, the Sheik of Nottingham, comes by, so yeah. you can throw eggs at him like a wrestling fan of the 1980s. Yeah, you know and do like what my brothers would do and save things until they got gross, and then say, "Hey, Teresa, come here, smell this." <laughs> <You're done. laughs> it works. Oh boy, I don't. You know, I, I think I that, feel that... Like you were abused. Normal sibling stuff. Look, at, at some point, we all have to find out what those things smell like. Uh, and, and, and Teresa found out in a safe environment. <laughs> I would just argue, speaking of safe environments, we established a long time ago that all podcasts are just therapy. It's really <laughs> just talking about the terrible things that you've thought and have happened to you in a safe and welcoming place where you're only made for, fun of it uh, for it a little bit. My brothers would make a stink bomb, and all it was was a milk jug that just was old. There was no milk in it. (laughs) They would throw it over the neighbor's yard. The idea being she'd unscrew the lid and sniff it. I know. I know. What is this plan? They're like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's like that's like doing the, the when you light the paper bag on fire with the poop in it uh, uh, one who would step on it immediately as their first reaction but two that's like doing it without actually setting it on fire and just putting the bag of poop out there being like and then she's gonna step on it yeah. yes but why why would she step on it in this situation she's gonna open the bag and sniff it she's gonna oh, open yeah. the bag and eat it <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh my we haven't god! haven't had a good poop eating joke in a while on this show, and I'm happy to bring it home. <laughs> you know that gag is great if it works out. Like the the the, the reward is high. <laughs> I know kid logic is great. Oh I, I heard kid god. logic uh, play before uh, Lil Nas recently. <laughs> good one, good one. I love it. Uh, okay, so they're gonna go recover Wendy. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, because she, gets... she was kidnapped. Right. So then there was a plot to kidnap Wendy and force her to marry the Sheik. So then the Sheik's like, okay. Uh, go kidnap Wendy. But Lou was taking in the laundry. It okay. was nighttime. I got issues with this. Yeah. He was taking uh, the laundry and he, a dress fell in quotes on him. But like yeah. his head and arms are through the perfect hole. So this is this is a strange series of and events. And he's a very different size than Wendy. Yes, no, he is. No this shaming is, here, but is, it wouldn't have fallen. Yeah. This is very clearly not Wendy's dress. Yeah. Is all I'm trying to say, <laughs> Captain Lou. Well, I, I, it's it's really a tragedy of that time period. That in order <laughs> to be yourself and who you really want to be, you have to contrive some kind of an, a hard to believe scenario in which, uh, like, like Your you, 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 you get kidnapped uh, by. Oh yeah, I oh, I got a, I got attacked while I was taking in the laundry and uh, this stunning uh cl- like like women's club wear fell right onto me. <laughs> well, they uh, they kidnap Lou instead. They do. The point of all this. I they don't want to leave this sack. moment. I don't want to leave this moment oh. yet because it's so amazing to me. Uh, and we'll get there, Teresa. I don't mean to, 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 to knock you me. off your perch, but it, he's he just takes all the laundry off the line. 
He's walking with it as a huge <laughs> ball of laundry. And then from inside this pile, you just hear him say, don't you fall on me, dress. And then he <laughs> drops the laundry and he's just wearing the dress. And this clearly the dress must have some sort of magical uh, Dr. Strange cape level properties that it forced itself onto him against his will. And, and I look, okay. it's just a moment I want to live in because it's so wildly absurd. I just love it too much. Hold yeah. on because I didn't really pick up on this, but now that I'm reading back the, the lines that I transcribed, <laughs> Like, there is no other way to take this. Get off of me, you stupid dress box. <laughs> mm, there's just, One, how does this happen? It doesn't. It 100% <laughs> is that he is either trans or oh uh, I guess uh, he, he likes to wear dresses. There's nothing wrong with that except we're in the 17th century. And you live your life, Lou Albano. And uh, at night, somebody might mistake you for a woman, as clearly they did. Yes, I'm sorry, <laughs> Teresa. Please uh, bring us bring us forward with this plot. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, oh, I but care. I just wanted to live in that moment a bit longer because it's so wonderful. It's perfectly cartoony is what Ray, it is. How um, often do dresses jump on you? Listen, you know. we, we agreed not to talk about this on the show. This is purely for <laughs> our what? private text. This is therapy. You, you should let other people know look the number of times that i've been doing laundry mm -hmm. and yeah. trying to get clothes from the dryer and the mm -hmm. words get off me you stupid dress mm -hmm. look i it's it's immeasurable it's happened so often i don't understand maybe it's I've maybe i gotta come to the grips that it's me i've been attacked by groups of dresses downtown mm -hmm. and the Thank thing oh, is yeah. that you go near that garment district in la mm -hmm. oh. and you're just asking for it yeah. Oh, 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 boy. The victim shaming. <laughs> yeah. that The dress is attacking the person this time, though. Yeah. You know what? The cops don't even cops won't even answer calls to that area, just for the record, because <laughs> they know they know. Oh, just try and order a pizza when you're around there. They're not. It's not going to it's not going to work. Oh, the dresses is... take it and the dresses eat it. Oh, yeah, my you, God. <laughs> you can't give the uh, uh, Domino's people people your address because. Because the word dress is in it, and they because won't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair. yeah. You know what? This is fair. I, I think we should edit all of this. Edit it in thing. more. Just, just cut it all out. <laughs> sure. Pretend none of this ever happened. Sure. Just go back like the entire 15 show? minutes <laughs> and just like excise the entire thing. We've got a little room to give. We can do that, right? I don't care what happens. Well, Chad, I'm glad you're on record with that opinion. <laughs> Look, I was curious when the Princess Bride came out because with this kidnapping the princess and I don't know, I was just, there's something that happened that made me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So all, all of well, this. never know. Never know. And and to be fair, uh, you know what? Live your life. Let me start there. Like, uh, uh, I goof on this uh, uh, goofy cartoon, but you live your life out there, everybody. Just don't, because, don't, so, you let, don't you let our silly jokes stop you from being yourself. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Unless who that is sucks. Here's the great. Here's more great bits. So, Lou Albana is in a, a sack. He's in a full-on sack. And then they take him to the king. Or not the king to the sheik, um, and he gets married 
in the sack. They don't open it at all. Not even a little bit. Mm-mm. No, I mean, that was tradition. <laughs> well, so, but then when they do open it up, it's Mean Green Jean, and I missed whatever switch happened. Okay. Uh, so that's because it happened without any of our knowledge. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but one of the most, and Chad, I need, I need a sound drop for this. Because during the actual wedding ceremony, okay, and yes, Hulk Hogan and his crew ride like a, a, a death wagon into the castle, which is kind of awesome. It was They cool. drop a chandelier, which perfectly fits around Andre's waist in a very implausible cartoon moment. But okay, real during quick, the actual, up, yes. Let's back up to the part where they have some sort of chariot situation, and then they say, release the horses, and the the reins slash uh um uh ram device lifts up the horses Lifted don't leave the they're not released they're no there. it was really hard to moment. it was and really hard to understand what that was you're just supposed to imagine that once that came up they ran away like they had just corralled some wild horses and they're only pulling this thing because they're within that little log structure <laughs> and the minute you lift it up they're gonna bolt like lightning out of here well, then why did they cut back to the horses still there? Yeah, that was weird. Uh, and the, the whole thing felt like that. Uh, and I I reference this more than I feel like I should have to. Mm-hmm. But that Find Your Fate that we read where oh, they boy. had a, a super vehicle the that best one. had stolen. And it was a combination of a tank, a helicopter, and a motorcycle coolest vehicle of all time they do not in any way make it clear through the writing nope how those things come together nope that somehow (laughs) make it superior than the sum of its parts um and i feel like maybe (laughs) this is the same sort of thing where like okay it's a chariot but also a battering ram yeah draw spiky log and yeah. the animators were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. I'm like, draw it! And they, I did. Mean, they did a good job. It doesn't right. make any goddamn sense. No, but it's cartoony. It looks, it makes sense in a cartoon world. Look, uh, a lot of the things that they did in Robin Hood's time don't, like, in, 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 <laughs> in you know, from, from the, you know, the benefit of hindsight that we have, sure. Well, and knowing that, you know, Robin Hood is total horseshit. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Never oh. happened. If we really want to go there, it never happened at all. So okay. there we are. Robin Hood might not be real, but Robin Hulk, that's another story. Yeah, I, I believe you. it. I believe in Robin Hulk. But so Mean Jean Green was in the sack, and then they you hear this Hulk, wake up. I hate that shit. Hulk no, wakes I, up. Yeah. That was super annoying. Uh, but I want to still pull it back for one sec because I need oh. this sound pull for my own sanity. Okay, do I'm it. sorry, Teresa. I keep pulling it back no, on that's you. That's fine. But during the wedding ceremony, I swear to God, he says, do you take this uh, woman to be your wedded waifu? And yes. I'm convinced mm. that's the word that was said. And I it need is. to hear it again. And I need approval on this because I swear to God, I heard that. And I feel like I was going nuts. We'll talk about this. And do you, honorable sheik, take this fair maiden to be your wedded wife? That's what he says, right? It is this is supposed to be some weird accent? Like well, that's Mr. Fuji, right? That's, that's Mr. Mr. Fuji. Uh, Mr. Fuji, uh, by the way, not racist. Okay, right. maybe very racist. I was going to say, it sounds like a, a racist accent. It is 
problematic because Mr. Fuji was actually Japanese. Yeah. He had an actual Japanese accent and he played it up for, uh, you know, the character, which was sort of a racist depiction of Japanese people. And then whoever is sort doing of. this here is, you know, trying to do Mr. Fuji. It's probably well, I, Brad Garrett. Yeah, I also <laughs> assume it's a white dude doing this voice because that's how it worked back then. Probably. But like as as uh, any weeb can tell you, that is the close to the correct pronunciation for wife in Japanese. It's a romanization of the, you know, English word wife and it's waifu because they don't have just an F sound as a separate syllable uh so like it's technically correct there we go well, Interesting. The deal. Hulk Hogan's rock. rock and wrestling technically, technically correct, correct. <laughs> I mean I it doesn't surprise me because I know that they undoubtedly you know like went to enormous lengths to ensure accuracy oh, on yes. all, all such matters you I know think like we, we can all agree that that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. well known the fact checkers on Hulk Hogan's Rocket Wrestling are the <laughs> hardest working people in Hollywood everyone knows it <laughs> Um, so so anyway, uh, uh, Teresa, they say, wake up, Hulk. Oh, yeah. Wake up. He wakes up and he's in regular times in the 80s. And Correct. Uh, he's like, oh, you guys, <laughs> I was traveling through time and Lou's brother's like, what? No, you didn't. It's not. It's a regular time machine. It's a clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a clock. Not going to lie. I thought that was a pretty good tour turn. It's I, a good I, turn too. I wasn't I sure if I was going to say turn or twist because it's really <laughs> neither. But we'll go with twern. <laughs> but that's the part that confused me because he says it's a regular clock, but it's a walk-in shed um, in the middle of this guy's <laughs> yeah. enormous living room. And when you like press the button, like a puppet of himself comes out of the console <laughs> and then like flies off. And <laughs> I'm questioning what the fuck kind of clock is this? What is its purpose? This man has problems. I'll he tell clearly you what, uh, needs what a lot is. of help. It's something that you can easily find on Etsy right now. Go oh look boy. that shit up. Oh, somebody, yeah, or at least somebody on Tumblr has an entire uh, uh, account devoted to weird-ass fucking clocks. That'll fit right in. Right in. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. that like, I'm, I'm actually, in a way, kind of glad that they pulled the rug out from under us here because it makes it a lot more easy to understand why the so-called time machine transports Hulk in the way it does. Cause I was like, if this is a real time machine and the way it works is <laughs> it transports you into the body of like an actual person and you are living their life and like your friends are living the lives of their friends and all that. Like, can you imagine if time travelers are constantly leaping into your body from some other time? Quantum leap. <laughs> I don't You're like talking that. about quantum leap right now. And I can't imagine it because <laughs> we Scott Bakula it. and Dean Stockwell crushed it. Yeah. We watched it. I mean, I, I just, I just it. don't like the morality of uh, the ethics of that are, are very shaky. It absolutely is completely immoral. What if there was a time traveler who was jumping back in time to people's bodies, but unfortunately it's only for the periods of time where they were waiting in line. Oh. <laughs> that that would be the worst. At the post office. At the post office, <laughs> at Disneyland. Uh, I mean, well, being let's... in line at Disneyland isn't so bad. Yeah, sometimes uh, there are fun like things being played on monitors. The and environment you, you know. is nice. 
It's fun being I mean, around so many fair. tourists. But it's only inside Space Mountain, though. Oh. <laughs> or you have well. to watch that chocolate chip cookie fly through the dome over and over again, and there's nothing else to see. That would be personal <laughs> hell. Oh, that would not be good. I'm writing this short story tonight. Oh, do it. Do it. You can this sell is, it to Disney. Why Why short story? This has screenplay written all yeah, over it. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, uh, here's the deal. You let you let somebody else pay you to write the screenplay on your five-page short story, because that's what Stephen King would do. Oh. <laughs> is dun, that a dun, dun. burn? WWSKD. I mean, I, I guess it's a burn, but it's actually a very smart uh, decision <laughs> to make it's a lot of a money with decision. less effort. Yeah. Fair enough. Because Maximum Overdrive, what is that, like a four-page story turned into a 90-minute movie that, you know, felt like a four-page story? And, and just uh, like Rowdy, Roddy Piper, uh, like. Stephen King at that time, full of cocaine. Thank you. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, um, and so that's the end of the cartoon part, but we have more live action. Of course. Uh, this, can anybody explain this Roddy Piper scene to me where uh, he's harassing this woman at her car? Yeah, I don't get it either, but it's a lot of blonde jokes. It just reminds me, you know, there was a time when, A, there was a shitload of blonde jokes, but also for some reason the media, and I know this because as a girl with brown hair, it's like always telling me that all these cartoons, as well as normal sitcoms and whatever, girls with blonde hair and girls with brown hair don't get along. Like they're oh, not supposed man. to get along. There's a war between the browns and the blondes, <laughs> you know, and that just keeps on going. And I'm telling you, if you watch these cartoons and look for that very specifically, you'll find a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, There's I remember. Underground war. This is like this is like the underworld movies. It's like vampires bl- and lichens have been fighting under our noses for <laughs> centuries. I mean, and I had no idea. <laughs> like either the blonde girl is the good girl, and the brown-haired girl is like the bad girl, or it's the opposite. But so it's, it's basically just like legally blonde, mm. or a movie where it's the opposite of legally blonde, and everybody's against the redheads, illegally brunette. Illegally brunette. That was a different kind of movie, I think, Chan. Oops. I Uh-oh. wouldn't know. Uh oh. And I as no. As a real life Prince ginger, I can speak. I can speak to Calder's war on us. Uh it's it is it is in fact factual. That is in fact real. <laughs> and and warranted. Yeah, no, and I, I, I forced myself to go gray at a younger age just to not deal with it anymore. Yeah, you're, you're, but you're, know what's you're... funny is it had nothing to do with your hair. No, oh no, it was you all along. Oh uh, no, <laughs> they were attacking me for me. No, I mean you, you, you're, you can get rid of the the red hair on your head, but your heart still has red hair. Oh no, a furry heart. That's, that sounds very unpleasant. <laughs> That's something my aunt had. She oh, died. No. I'm kidding. I well, guys, it was nice knowing you. Gonna miss you. About the show, after the Roddy Piper promo, they just in all caps said, this is insane. Yeah. And yet somehow this show about that show has managed to surpass that designation. This podcast is more insane <laughs> In the Roddy Roddy oh. Paper promo wow. that we watched from 1985. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I, I just, don't... I just, I still, I try to wrap my head around this promo. I guess allegedly 
her car was broken down or out of gas or had no transmission in it. Something, Something was wrong with it, but she's a girl, so she doesn't know about a car. Like, because, I don't know yeah, if it needs gas or if it needs a transmission or yeah. like, what does it need? And meanwhile, Roddy Piper needs her to move, even though near as I can tell they're in a, an open parking lot and there's nothing around her. So it really, I don't understand why he needs her to move on any level. They could but have also he, moved he, the camera down like two feet to shoot a different angle so it looked like it was a full lot that we yeah. walked into. But Nothing. no, they gave the shot that made it look empty and nonsensical. And and he kept turning to her and being like, oh, you got that nice coiffed hair, huh? Like that was some sort of like intimidation thing to say she had nice hair. And I just, I just, just a didn't... lot of dumb blonde girl, you girl, mm-hmm. you fucking girl with your blonde hair. Well, you know, <laughs> Roddy was still useless human. Go die. Go die. Well- Roddy was just still burning over losing that joust to a girl. Yeah, fair. <laughs> That's you know, it. That's fresh in his mind, probably. This makes sense, actually. I'm going to take that as headcanon. Um, that I, mean, I guess continuing thread and that it follows. <laughs> he just come back from Scotland and was angry at all blonde women. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I like I'm that. The, I guess from doing sketch for as long as I was a part of it, I... My my now fatal flaw is I look at something like this and I just try to find what they were trying to do, what the mm-hmm. through line and premise yeah. were. And yep. sometimes I just have to come to full grips that there just wasn't one. That they just <laughs> they just did some shit and it didn't have a didn't have a theme, didn't have a concept, didn't have a point, and was mostly upsetting, but it bothers me. It bothers my beautiful ADHD mind that this exists without a purpose. And then he like nothing was working so then he like bumped the car does something like that and then it turns on. Yeah, he just like slaps the car uh, a battery and says, "You got to start your car." And then it just starts up and then he's like, "Ha ha." And then that's the end of the episode. Like it what is, It's it like calling cool. for fish. Yes, it's the Roddy Piper version of that gag from earlier. Oh my god! Uh, no. Which is a take on the Fonz, like hitting the uh, jukebox. They're just so cool or so manly, I guess, that they terrify fish into murdering themselves mm-hmm. and terrify non-functioning cars into suddenly starting up again. I just felt that the car started up to help that poor woman get away from Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Very like, fair. Very likely. The car was sympathetic. The car was just like, I, you know what? I don't have gas, but I'm going to find the energy <laughs> to get you out of this situation, ma'am. This that, is car a, is, that car is an ally. It's a yeah. 911 situation. Let's go, girl. First, great job car, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. The car. Have you guys watched Smash? No. It's good. I mean. Uh, you mean the show about. Uh, Saturday morning Korean animated. Hospital in uh, the war. No. It's the name of it's Saturday morning animated show. uh... Yo ho! (laughs) What I forgot the last word. (laughs) Oh, I I, I thought I I thought we were talking about the 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 TV show about Broadway Smash. No, No. I thought we were talking about Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo Wii. You know, it's very good. Uh, It's the first episode is not my favorite because. There's so many better episodes, uh, but it's a funny show. It If you like 90s animated shows or 80s animated well, shows. Gosh, wouldn't you know what I do? 
it is fan. making fun of all it's like genre mimicking so it's like making animated shows that are genre mimicking other animated shows all right where but do i find it it's on netflix okay and it has like these hosts but so it's like a saturday morning kids show. So you know how they used to have hosts and then they'd show the show well and then the whole thing it's your the way they've edited this and filmed this it's like you're watching it on like if you were a kid and you had vhs if you had recorded all these shows well, right if you had vhs them <laughs> if you had recorded no, all those i was shows. on board for that verb i'm not gonna lie thanks so like you know so you're putting these in your vcr and watching them and there's like the scrambling uh you know when you're going when the tape's almost done and then the thing you just recorded over comes on. So like a home movie comes on. It is really great. And a lot of this stuff, because it'll have like commercial bumpers and actual commercials, but all of this is just genre mimicking stuff. And it's what's so great about it is that if you didn't live through these things, you would not know what the fuck any of this is. And that is my jam. (laughs) So if you're into that, you got to watch it. Got to check it out. I guess Mm -hmm. it seems obvious. Thanks. I don't work for the show either. <laughs> not, not yet. Fingers crossed. I just was so excited about it. Let's well, I'd it. like to thank the executive producer of Smash to come here. Teresa Gumprick, <laughs> thank you for being a part of the show. No problems. <laughs> but that is actually the end of our episode. This has been somehow our December special crossover <laughs> with AE Doubleback, knowing as half the podcast presents Hulk Hogan in the Time Machine cartoon. Love it. How did we get here? I just, Chad, I don't know. How did we get here? How do we get home? (laughs) We wake up. We wake up and Wendy Richter is shaking us. Um, But then I wake up and there's a podcast microphone right next to me. What? I was recording the whole time. Oh, my God. I, 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 I. I was also thinking about Mean Gene having a modern mic like at all times. Excuse me. I mean, as he would. That's called that's called living the gimmick. <laughs> that's what that is. Um, well, AE Doubleback is a show that comes out what every Wednesday. No, it's recorded. Well, in, how does this thing work, Chan? I, I, this is your show. Should be weekly. In, in theory, we go. Uh, uh, we record immediately after uh, uh, Dynamite. Dynamite airs on Wednesday, and then we put it yeah. up. Sometimes things get in the way and we'll, we'll get it up sometime during the week. Yeah. Um, I don't know well, what that's like. <laughs> you know, life, work, kids. Here's the thing. Uh, we have done this crossover episode. We are very soon going to have a crossover episode where you come on, Ray. It's true. I'm going to have to watch professional wrestling. You're going to love it. I'm in a long time. Oh, boy. You're going to love it. Because to, you were a wrestler. Yeah, I get to talk about my illustrious pro wrestling background on the show i'm Dude, sure you worked with <laughs> fucking jurassic express Fuck that me. ain't no joke that's no joke no so Wait. don't laugh don't also laugh. i wish it, i it's wish it. it was at a time when kenny omega was wrestling though he's <laughs> on a break uh a lot of folks are on breaks now yeah um, mm-hmm. oh i guess it's holidays um i don't really well, understand i mean I'm talking about the people who are injured or in rehab or have cancer, but you know, yeah, sure. Well, also, it's the holidays. The holidays it's, are just a good time to get injured. Those were all works, Chan. <laughs> so they could get some time off for the holidays. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, oh, boy. 
works. I'm not familiar with this uh, vernacular. I uh, guys, I don't know what we're talking about right now. It's uh, they fooled you. That's what it means. Oh man, those wrestlers—they can trick you. <laughs> uh, you're gonna love it. Uh, here's the deal. I probably will. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge, obviously still a huge fan of wrestling. Although, you know, since my in-ring days ended, I haven't watched a whole heck of a lot of it. Um, and I don't really even know why. I think it's just, I've done other things. So it'll be fun to get back into it. Talk about what I see in these matches and my thoughts on these performers. Uh, you know what? It does sound like a lot of fun. Let's do it before the end of the year. Yay! <laughs> Unless, of course, uh, Gina can't do it again, and then we'll have to cancel somehow. No, then quite <laughs> frankly, that'll be uh, next week's Knowing Us Half the Podcast, a double back second crossover. So wait, how many, Chan, how many other shows do we do that we could cross over with? I feel like we still have like nine more possibilities before I... the end of the year. There's still we can still get James over and do who it wins. James over. We'll get Riley over for a re, what are the regenerates. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Crossover. I, I feel like these are all things that could still happen when <laughs> uh, uh, when Gina is still moving a week from now. <laughs> Look, we uh, Dave Chacho is definitely free. We can do a science jerks you know crossover. Here's the deal. I I don't I never was on Science Jerks and I still am a little bit sad about that. I don't think was I on Science Jerks? I don't think I was. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't think I was though. Guys, go back and listen to every episode of Science Jerks if it's still available, and learn about cool. current events from like five years ago. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sounds like a lot of fun. You know, people in comas would appreciate that. Sure. I yeah, mean, they, yeah. they need. I mean, if they. Need they... Information. People who uh, are in real comas and not fake ones because they wanted time off for the holidays. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you find yourself in a Captain America situation. Yeah. And where... you need to get re brush up on what happened five years ago. So instead of them playing a baseball game on the radio, it's just old science jerks episodes <laughs> to make you feel like you were there six years ah, ago. I feel comforted. Like I didn't lose any time at all. Do you, do you guys want to go to one of those nostalgia five years ago uh, diners? <laughs> Let's do it. You know what I mean? When any of us had some amount of hope left. It's it's great because the, the, the servers call you hun and also you have a job. Yeah, I like that. Man. Man, where are we going to find a Hooters in Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. They, you guys, this waitress really likes me. All, oh, hey, my God. Go, all the go Hooters closed. Hollywood Hooters closed and all the Hoots have no home. Where oh, do they go man. from here? Give a home to a Hoot. <laughs> <laughs> the shelter oh. will put them down. <laughs> I know. That is, that is very Foster incredible. a Hoot. <laughs> Somebody foster this Hoot. <laughs> And that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much. This is I just amazing. lost my mind. I just uh, lost my mind. It was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful uh, turn of phrase. Uh, uh, Teresa Calder, uh, 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 friends from AE Double Back, uh, uh, one at a time, not at the same time. Let's not be monsters. Tell the people at home where they can find you on social media and if you have anything you want to plug. My butt. Oh, <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I I can't improve upon that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I I'll say my pee hole, I guess. Yeah. My face. What? 
Yeah, plug your face. You know, the best you thing about dealing with you. <laughs> very creative, uh, fun people on podcasts is they never want to goddamn shill their own shit. <laughs> they never want to rep themselves. Give them your social media at least. <laughs> okay, I'm at Calder Hallbrook on Twitter. Uh, you can find AE Double Back on Instagram. AE <laughs> <laughs> underscore Double Back. I don't know why I separated it. AE underscore Double Back. It should have just been one word, but you know what? This is no me. going back. Yeah, there's no going back now. Chan, where can people find <laughs> you? We have a whole separate thing. Oh, yeah. you say that I am thrown off my game by this shenaniganery. <laughs> um, so you can find us, of course, at facebook.com slash knowing us the podcast or patreon.com slash knowing us the podcast. We will be doing a live show again soon. So maybe the next AE double back crossover Ooh. will be a live show <laughs> where we just watch an episode of, I don't know, goddamn Rubik again. And then we just do an episode because this show has never made sense on what any level. I, as much as we try, this we just don't. This supposed to be live. I had forgotten about that. Don't worry Ooh. about that. Well, next week, next week, we'll do a live episode. How's that sound? <laughs> sure, baby. No, we can't do that. <laughs> it's not going to work. Anyway, my point is we will do a live episode again at some point. Uh, gosh willing. Uh, you can find us, of course, at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm in North Hollywood. Fuck. (laughs) We've gotten to him. Look, I'm not going to say this show has defeated me. (laughs) I had so much time to figure out how to to set you up so that I wouldn't say it the first time and then not say it the second time after you had were fairly certain and confident that I would actually come through. Look, the ref got to two and a half and I pulled my shoulder up is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm not about to take another finisher. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Canadian destroyers all around. Good night, everybody. Good y'all. night. Good night. <laughs>I ate a lot of jelly beans. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.